Hey guys, thanks for listening to Top Talk. Just wanted to warn everyone that some of our shows will include graphic language and are geared for an adult audience. I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a game. Oh, well, that's the problem. I don't even know it's a game. Yeah, the Top Talk is about the game that we play. What game? It's the Top War game that I've been... Top War? Yeah, it's a war game. It doesn't even say that on the description. Because ours is about Top Talk. It's the conversation. Yeah, but I thought it was about the masculine partner in a gay relationship. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm clicking on this. I'm trying to get homosexual <laughs> advice for how to proceed in, in transitioning and coming out of the closet. That's probably a better way to say that. And I click on this and it's talking about some internet game. Can you imagine how disappointed I was? Hey guys, you're listening to Top Talk, hosted by me, Dickie, Tree, and Tuna. We hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy everything you hear. Welcome to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Top Talk. I'm here with Tree and Tina. Say hi, guys. Hello. Say hi, Tina. Sorry, I was on mute. Hi. Oh, my goodness. What a way to start. Take three. Episode three starts out with a plop. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, I'm still sick. We've talked about this in the past couple episodes. Uh, we've had some scheduling issues around me being sick, tree working, Tina... Uh, Watching a movie. What what movie were you watching, Tina? I don't know what movie was I watching. No, you said you were watching something on Discord. Oh, um, Redneck Brawl. Um, What is that? It's it's amazing. It's uh, Rednecks from West Virginia versus Kentucky. So you can sign up to just be in this uh, boxing fight. So they um, they rented out this uh, space out in West Virginia in the boonies. And they have a boxing ring in the middle with an actual ref and everything. And they match you up uh, based close to the same weight. But it's West Virginia uh, boxer versus a uh, Kentucky boxer. And they're completely not professional at all. Uh, Some of them look like they have done a little bit of training here and there. But you had like a a college kid that was uh, on the college football team, um, you know, up against some redneck from... uh, from Kentucky or, or West Virginia or something. So, and and then also, uh, you have some girls that are boxing too. But uh, I think for me, the biggest entertainment were, were the ring girls that were walking through. Some of them look like they came from Walmart. But uh. mm, I love Walmart. <laughs> I do so too. it's like um, like on Reddit, like felony fights. Have you seen that? No, I've seen other fights on there. Yeah, I, so like um, like felony fights is like uh, where they match like the local fresh out of prison skinhead with his Nazi tattoos on his forehead. First, like, really angry, pissed off Puerto Rican guy. And they just beat the shit out of each other. It's it's like that. Almost. Uh, they have <laughs> boxing gloves. There's two rounds. I think that's a minute per round. Oh, um, these guys, yeah. 
These guys didn't have boxing gloves. I saw one where he was biting <laughs> the other guy's face. Oh no! This is like uh, it's it's very professional looking, but it's a bunch of rednecks that are doing it. Some come out in jeans. I think one guy came out without shoes on, and then somebody because you have to box. One of the requirements is that you have to box with shoes on, and someone from the crowd threw their pair of shoes into the ring for the guy to put on, and he actually won the match. Um, but it is a pay per view. Uh, uh, thing and uh, we watched it live that night and then we you know since we still have it we're watching it again uh, with one of his co-workers that are here because he missed nice. out on it during live so yeah that's awesome <laughs> yeah so oh, you guys should look up look it up on facebook uh some of the some of the fights that are going on on there i think they posted some of the fights but it's it's pretty entertaining but the ring girls are the best i mean they let it all hang out um you know just juggling it all in the middle of the ring so that's awesome (laughs) yeah oh cool so today we're going to talk about roles we play in the server and um we got a little bit of feedback on our discord with the the few members that we have right now um few and growing um about our last episode and how our roles and um, our spending levels and everything can affect us in eternal lands. Um, this is going to be more geared towards everyday life in the server um, and how our activity, our participation, our spending levels, all those things can affect how our server performs overall. And it's not, it's not just the the big biscuits or donkeys that or even trees that we need to show up and kick ass we probably need everyone to show up and kick ass no matter what spending level you're at no matter what your role is in the server or what you feel your role should be um on fight day it's fight day and i think that's mm-hmm. what what it kind of comes down to but uh the first the first division of roles I wanted to talk about is the difference between uh, the political figures and those are the guys who kind of come out of nowhere and say, this is what the server rules are. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess these guys are the leaders. Um, that happens in every new server. Um, sometimes happens a few times. And then the difference between those guys and the guys who show up for fight day and do the daily grind with, um, you know, collecting their stuff and participating in smaller events. Um, and the farmers who maybe they don't participate in chat much. Maybe they don't show up in SVS much, but their facilities are always up and running. They're always on point with that kind of thing. So, um, I think the three of us, we, we kind of fall into the politician's bracket. Um, I don't in 1640 anymore, but the last two years that I've played, I've fallen into the politician's bracket. Um, Tina does for sure. And I think even a little bit in 1640, she's she started to um, show a little bit of political pull um, just in how attractive how she's attracting people to 1640 um, from other servers. And um, we know that Tree 
is a huge political voice in the game, no matter what server he's in. Um, I've been with him in 1668 and then 1803, and now 2118. I'm sure you're having a similar role in that um, server as well, right? Yeah, I'm council over there now. Right. And um, I think the big difference between the politicians and the warrior slash farmer type is the politician's a full-time job. I don't I don't know if everyone realizes how much you're involved in the game and how much you're doing stuff that isn't building units, that isn't rolling Monopoly dice, that isn't doing, you know, um, collecting on facilities, stuff like that. You know, Lovely um, is in our Discord. She's a great example of this. She's not so much a political voice. Um, she's not super outspoken unless she gets emotional about a topic. But um, she created 1545's whole Discord. Like, no one knew how to do Discord over there. And she said, fuck it, I'll do it. And she did it, and it was really good. And it gave her a lot of political weight. It gave her a lot of uh, admiration from other leaders in the server and said, wow, Lovely really went to town and did this for us. She she took this bull by the horns and turned it into something. And without 1545's Discord, 1545 is a dead server today. No doubt about it. She 100%, that, that Discord made that server popular. You know, that's a, that's a big thing. Um, and it's... It seems small when you're starting off the game and you're starting off playing this mobile game, Top War. Oh, we need a Discord to communicate. That's huge. Uh, it, it changed it, it changed that server around completely. Um, I, you don't realize that Discord is the main source of information. I mean, yeah, you can sit here and post stuff and chat in the game. You can post updates. You can send emails, all that good stuff. But... That stuff gets lost with people chatting or multiple emails and everything else. Or if you suffer from the red dot syndrome and you just hit read all and forget about it. Discord is where you can store the information like EL tips and tricks. It's not going to go nowhere unless the channel gets deleted. You can sit here and say the same as that thing 17 times in AC and there's always going to be that handful. Oh, I've never seen it. Right. Um, I just told you guys before we started the show, you know, I haven't been checking anything. Not even our own Discord. I'm not even looking at it. Uh, I've just been sick. I've been sleeping. And um, if anything, any updates in the game, I'm not reading them. I'm not reading chat. I'm not reading mails. Even combat orders, I'm just clicking them to get rid of the red dot. Because um, I know I can go back into the Discord and, you know, double check anything. So that's a huge, huge, uh, having a one person at least in your server that can navigate themselves around Discord and creating a, ch a server and building channels and assigning permissions can change your server dramatically. I, I've, I've scouted 100 plus servers to transfer to. And every time I go to a server with a shitty Discord, I immediately leave. Because if you don't even have the bare minimum volunteer 
Discord builder, you don't have a lot of things going on. I think uh, politicians could be broken down into different brackets as well. Um, You know, not only should you have admins and developers for your Discord server for that server, but, you know, you've got the recruiters that are going to different servers or going into the English channel or whatever language that you speak um, to try to pull more people and make friends that way and to network. Um, But also you have like the politicians which within your server um, that's just trying to, you know, keep the morale up to keep the culture that you guys are trying to, you know, I guess maintain or to develop um, in in a positive growth. Um, But, you know, like what you've said, a lot of times politicians don't sleep. They spend a lot of time outside of the game. and most politicians are not going to be the strongest ones either because they, they put so much time um, away from building their own account to building the server and to build the alliances. So, um, you know, for me, my politician work started as a leader um, pretty rapidly in 1853 uh, from being the vice to the number one alliance to the R5 and the, number th- and the third alliance. Um, that a lot of people didn't see um, because they're not part of leadership chats. And um, so they don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, But, you know, being in 1640, I'm not one of those leaders, um, a known leader, to to be in in that kind of role. Um, I don't want to be whoever's listening from 1640. But I know that they are constantly working around the clock behind the scenes, um, you know, planning out events or strategies, talking about, you know, the direction of what the where the server is going to go, EL planning and all sorts of stuff. Um, So I think that's it's great that we have, uh, you know, that these different groupings of politicians and within that those different brackets um, that people have as a role for sure. You know, it's important to classify politicians. Um, some are Discord admin type. Some are server policy type. Some are recruiter type. And it's important to classify them and then make sure they stay in their lane and keep to their strengths. Because someone who's really good at talking and really good at recruiting people into Discord and eventually recruiting them to become transfers may not be the best person to you know, solve issues for dimensional minds. Um, there's there's definitely lanes when it comes to the politicians. You want everyone's everyone who's important to your server's growth voice to be heard, but also to understand that that's not always their role. Um, maybe their opinion doesn't have as much weight as you know this group. I'm I'm. You guys have probably figured out in the past talking to me that I'm not a huge democracy guy. I don't think it works in top war. I think that 1640, 1668, they have a really good balance of a true defined leader and, you know, we'll do what the popular opinion is. Um, they, they balance that really well. They, they don't have a true dictator that tells them everything that's going to happen, but also 
your opinion matters, but just because it's the popular voice or the popular vote doesn't mean that's always the way it's going to go. Sometimes it has to make sense. Uh, and we see that with other servers, um, like the completely obliterating KE. That works for some servers. I don't agree with it. I think KE is a great event for learning how to fight, learning, teaching how to fight, um, getting gems. Uh, there's so many things, having fun. There's so many things that happens during KE that promotes growth. People are so consumed with saving and storing units for you know, eternal lands, which happens four to six weeks out of the year that they're eliminating, you know, 52 Saturdays a year. I, I, to me, that's, that doesn't make sense. That's kind of absurd. If you don't like KE bubble, and I think that good leaders will say, okay, KE is not popular here. Let's find an alternative. And that's where the politicians come into play and they can decide you know, we're going to only have KE in capital area or we're going to have capital area be a safe zone and KE goes wherever wherever else. Or 1640's policy is, you know, burn, shield or burn. Um, you have been playing this game for two years almost. You know that Saturday's KE day, you can shield and you'll be fine. So um, there's a lot of different... And KE is just a small, you know, server policy it's a small event for the server there's hundreds of policies that they have to figure out for different events and different scenarios pop star um silo rotations capital rotations hundreds of things like that that don't really affect the singular player but affect the server as a whole there's a group of people in your server that has to has to make that decision and make it the fairest way they can and that's a really shitty job a really fun job though too <laughs> yeah, your version of fun yeah i mean if you're into that if you're into navigating hundreds of personalities that want to pull you in different directions and you're into navigating um restrictions in the game and um you know, making sure it's quote-unquote fair for everyone, including the 50 million CP whale to the free-to-play player, it, it's very difficult. But if you like that kind of challenge, it is fun. Definitely not for me, though. I don't want to be that guy that everybody gets mad at because so-and-so got this one thing and not this other person. Dude, when I moved from 1545 to... Um, 68... Yeah, I was leader of 1545 for like nine months, and I went through and cleared out my chats. I had like 380 private messages, like individual chain messages, um, individual DMs. And, I mean, I was reading stuff back, you know, nine months prior, and I couldn't even believe the the issues I was tackling. It, it, it was absurd. To even it, Like, early server stuff is so... It's so ridiculously absurd. Once you <laughs> once you hit like total war zone or even conflict zone, you look back and you're like, "How did we get there? How how are we? How did we hate each other for no reason?" That is so funny. I was actually doing that last night. I was going through all of my temporary messages from 1853, and I think I cleared out like 30 messages that I had sent to uh, people that said like, 
hey, why are you hitting? This is not KE or, um, you know, please remember that our rule is, you know, no levels less than five, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of little things. And it's like, God, I'm so glad that I'm not in a newer server where I have to babysit. And I think that was one of the most exhausting things, um, you know, leading a brand new server is, you know, constantly babysitting. I mean, I was up till two o'clock in the morning some nights um, babysitting and just making sure, okay, what are you doing? <laughs> Where, where's your march headed to? <laughs> Why are you hitting that person? Oh, this person hit me before in war zone. I'm like, well, war zone exercise is completely different. Hit him back in war zone exercise. Don't hit him his base. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so glad that when I was deleting those, I kind of chuckled to myself, like, this is all the new server, you know, old stuff that, you know, we would have to teach p- players that are, you know, this is this is how we're trying to develop the server and the long explanations or even the recruiting messages that I had like, hey, I see you're all by yourself. Come join my alliance. <laughs> so all of those, it was a it was a lot. Yeah. And you, uh, I think we even saw today in one of our uh, group chats with 1853 players we're talking about protecting ruins. Um, and I thought when they first said it, I thought they were talking about protecting ruins during SVS. No, they were talking about protecting ruins and the servers from other alliances. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, like that's a, that's a year old server plus year plus. And, yeah. you know, and I mean, if that's working for them, great. I'm not here to dog any server. Um, but it from from the tone of the conversation didn't sound like it was working for them and players don't like that they want they want to feel organized and they want to feel like there's um a sense of community inside the server and they want to be friends with each other yeah and that's you know that was something that we fought really hard the friends that have uh stuck with me um through 1803 from 1853 to 1803 and are you know coming uh to 1640 um you know they know that that was something that we tried so hard to do was to have that server unity to where we had rotated ruins and that stuck for a while um while it was still an active server but to hear that that's still going on and they just hit total war zone a few days ago (laughs) so it just baffles me that that is still happening where the constant fighting i mean maybe that's what they like to like you said that that works for them if that's what they enjoy doing is you know protecting ruins and fighting for them uh when they go on go to war then that's that's on them that's what they want to do um but you know that's just something that just one less thing to have to manage uh, when you're in a unified server, which is so nice in our servers. It's kind of like a vacation of just, this is the schedule. Here's the rotation. This is when we get it. You can go to another alliance if you want to collect resources, if we don't have it. And there you go. And I'm like, that's great. I have to click over there to find some random person, you know, burning their vit to take a ruin. (laughs) And that's, I think you nailed it right there. And that's, something I used to say and I completely forgot about because I haven't been in a real big leadership role in a server in a while is you don't, if you're a server leader or a politician and you're listening to this podcast, you don't want to over manage stuff. You want to eliminate managing too many things. You don't want your plate so full that 
your DMs are blowing up all day. You can't enjoy the game anymore. You're just putting out fire after fire. No, make the rules for your events easy enough to where you don't have to manage them. I don't. I, I can remember KE in 1545 and going through like 7 or 8 or 15 KEs in a row where no one broke a rule. I haven't... I haven't been to a server recently that can't handle that. It's it's absurd to me that you can't just figure out no plus or minus five levels, no porting. Like, very easy rules make server leaders need to streamline the rules, make them easy. Don't make them chaotic. Don't make the levels all crazy and the silos rotations all weird. Um, and then make the punishment streamlined too. If... I'm not into burning bases as punishment. I think that's a horrible way to punish um, people. That just pisses people off and makes them quit the game. Um, but I've done it. And I had to learn that that wasn't the way. Um, but kick them out of the alliance. Reset their droid rewards. Make some kind of streamlined rule. And then make a streamlined punishment to where you don't ever have to manage it. It's just, it makes sense. It's fair. It's... You don't have to even have a conversation. They know exactly what they did. You knew exactly what you had to do to solve it. And it's over. Yep. And um, another suggestion for a lot of uh, English speakers that are leaders or R4s is to keep your mails and your messages very simple English because it makes it a lot easier to translate. Um, I I learned that, um, you know, in my first server is if, if you just put a lot of extra English words into a sentence, it makes it harder for them to translate and harder for them to understand what the strategy is or um, what we're trying to accomplish. So if you just keep, you know, it's that kiss, keep it short and simple, but keep our English short and simple. Um, it makes it a lot easier for our foreign um, folks to translate that and to understand as well. We're talking about you, pale face. Use proper punctuation and spelling. <laughs> <laughs> None of that sip education, all right? Let's let's talk about um we talked about the politicians a little bit. Let's talk about the roles we play in our server as whales, um, all the way down to free to play. You can who we can call whatever you want um to call them in between spenders. Um like myself, I'm VIP twelve. I I refer to them as mid mid spenders. Um, Tree, are you a whale? Is that are are we calling you a whale? Um, I joke about the baby manatee thing, but I don't consider myself a whale. No. Um. So I don't consider you a whale either. Not in the sense that, like, I consider like some of those guys we were donkey talking about. or somebody. Yeah, a whale. yeah. Uh, donkey yeah, is, uh, donkey's a whale. Um. Now, like, rewind about two years ago when, or so when this game came out, 41 mil. Oh, yeah, you're a whale. Oh, yeah. Now, 41 mil is, there's so many of us that I don't really classify anybody as a whale until you're high 40s or even as much as 50 mil. See, I was thinking 60, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, even up that far, um, it's, like I said, I joke about the Bay Manti thing. Um my spending has definitely dropped down, but I'm not a mid player, but I'm not a well. I'm kind of that in between. Okay. 
Well, for this sake of this conversation, you're you're the biggest of the three of us. You're the biggest spender, and you have the biggest account. So we're going to use and also you. the biggest shoe, probably. <laughs> and we're going to use you as our quote unquote whale. Um, you're the representative. What what makes a whale more upset about a free to play player than anything? Because not the probably the wrong person to ask for this. I don't get upset too much. Um, now, what I can say that would make some people upset that I have seen is um, so obviously your whale. He's your he's your main man. He's your I'm going to go mess stuff up or I'm not going to let stuff get messed up guy. He's, you know, the, I'm not going to say he's the backbone. He's not the one that carries the team, but he's definitely a big part. And um, I have seen in servers where that whale doesn't get pop star for this, you know, one week or one month, or he doesn't get, you know, this certain cap title or this certain cap gift, but this free to play guy who is on top of, you know, double dip day sharing ruins the second that they're opened up or, you know, always putting out level six facilities. He gets said cap gift or whatever. I don't know why, but I've seen Wells get pissed off about that. Yeah, that that kind of thing never bothered me. Um, I have actually, I've won Popstar twice, for example, ever. And um, both times I tried to decline it and wanted someone else because I it's honestly a burden in my opinion you know merging 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 and um I think other people would appreciate the quote-unquote gift of it more um I see it for what it is as more of a burden but um what I was gonna kind of hit on with the free-to-play is as a mid player a mid spender Nothing pisses me off more than free-to-play players wanting to dictate server policy or influence server policy like KE or Silos or even Popstar. But then Saturday comes around and they're nowhere to be found. Or, or said free-to-play player is trying to tell you how to run the game, what to do for your account, and they're running Warhammers during SBS. Right, exactly. That and... does piss me off. <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't know if you guys were around when, in um, 1803, I was in R4 over there, I actually kicked people out of the that. Alliance um, when they were running Warhammers during SBS um, because... You know, we were trying really hard for people to participate in SVS. So if I saw people running Warhammers, then you're out. I'm sorry. No one's going to help you with your Warhammers. And if you want to come back in, you need to play. <laughs> That's, I mean, I, maybe that was a dick move on my part, but I was getting really frustrated that we have all of this. Part we have We had enough people to participate and win certain SVSs that we did not win because we just didn't have the participation. So that just got me super frustrated. I apologize to those that I had kicked, um, but you probably deserved it because you should have played anyways. So no, we, <laughs> I guess yep. we just well, talked about that too with a streamlined punishment. Um, if you're running Warhammers during SVS and not 
you're shielded and you're not actually helping the team. It's kind of a dick move, bro. You lose your droid rewards. That's pretty simple. Actually, that was a tree. I was going to ask you um, if, if, if a whale frustration was, was from a free to pray player was the lack of participation from them on the weekends and not, not necessarily because they're busy, but because they don't want to lose their troops. I was actually um, just about to touch back on that because um, <laughs> that it kind of sparked a memory. Um, one thing that does aggravate me is I'm the will right now in 2118. Um, I, 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 by the way, I don't experience this in 2118. Um, but what aggravates me is when a free-to-play player, they, we get counted on as wills. I get that. But the one time we have stuff to do, whether it be work, family, or we just want a freaking break for a weekend, hey, I'm not going to be able to do woo, or I'm not going to do SVS, or, you know, hey, I'm not going to be able to help you with your terrors. I got stuff I got to do. That free-to-play guy starts bitching and complaining because the will isn't there. But that free-to-play guy doesn't pull their own weight. That really ticks me off as well. Yeah, I... I think that's one of the exhausting things, I think, of being a whale is that you're expected to participate in every event because it helps the server win the events. But, you know, it's it's not just the whales. It's the free-to-play. It's participation that wins. Exactly. That makes the huge difference between one point. That's for sure. Like, especially with Woo. You know, gathering and gathering the gems and woo can, you know, that one point can make a huge difference. That was something that Biscuit had said um, in a voice chat uh, a couple weeks ago, I think. Um, Maybe it was somebody else. I can't remember. (laughs) But um, yeah, so, you know, that's one thing that we try to preach to everybody is, hey, don't be afraid to get hit. You're going to get hit. You're going to lose troops. It's okay. That's part of the game. And part of the game is to rebuild. And it's a great opportunity, actually, to clean your base, um, merge some of those tiles that are on your base to level threes or whatever, and reset them and put them back on your base. So, you know, that's something that I want to just continue to preach to everybody is no matter how strong or weak you are, you know, every person matters in this game and every event. Mm-hmm. And that kind of touches with what like I just said. They get mad that we don't show up, but I created a level 20 alt just to throw a level 18 plane at Ruins the entire SVS match to prove it doesn't matter how strong you are. If you have one troop, you can pull a lot of weight. And we, not just because of me, but we won. But I was in there with a level 18 plane or helicopter, wherever it was, resetting Ruins. It's not that hard. Yeah, okay. I can't remember. No, I can't uh, remember either. I just think it's funny. It's a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> well, those, those early level units are so funny. They yeah. are really fun. Because uh, once you get to like level 40 or something, they just start recoloring them. Yeah. It's the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, but, and this isn't an attack on free-to-play players either. No. Um, I, I completely... I wish we had 200 more free-to-play players in 1640. Um, this is the mindset that, and once again, this is not an attack. You're not contributing gems to the the Alliance through purchases. You're not contributing 
heavily if you're a mech through facilities, especially early game, because you're not growing your perk tree as fast as everybody else. Um, you're not contributing any of that in-server stuff. Your contribution as a free-to-play player, especially early server, is showing up and playing ball. And I think that if you're going to be free-to-play and not show up, to play SVS or Odin, or even even if that's not your thing, maybe you're a politician free to play because those exist. Um, if you're not doing any of those things, I just think maybe you're playing the wrong game, and you're expecting everyone to treat you as an equal, but your participation and your contribution doesn't align with that. So it's not an attack on free to play. I think free-to-play are incredible. We actually had a ton of them in 1545 that were leaders, and a ton of those admins on their Discord that I spoke of earlier, um, they they were contributing free-to-play players. Um, I just think that you have to, whether you're a spender or free-to-play, whether you're a leader or a farmer, doesn't matter what your role is, you have to have some kind of valuable contribution to your server for it to grow and win. And that's, if you are free to play and you're listening to this, what's your contribution? What are you, what's your participation level? What are you doing to help your server right now? And that's, 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 it's not an attack. It's just a question. Yeah. And I think that, you know, this whole entire time, the three of us have been talking about, um, it not not bashing uh, free to play at all, but it, it <laughs> it's it's mainly to say that you all are important. Every player is important, no matter what level, skill, strength. You all have a key role in your server, and um, you know it's a good opportunity for you to see, you know, analyze and think about what your role is and um, what you get out of it and what you what you want to get out of it. Um, between you and your colleagues in the game um, from your leaders uh, or do you want to be a leader yeah and you know it's just what's your contribution level what's your participation level and um, what are you expecting to get in return for that level um, you know if if you're in leadership and you're free to play your contribution is huge because I know you're c contributing or participating in the game or the server activities for at least two hours a day. There's just no way to get around it. Not not running a successful growing server anyway. Um, I think some days I had in 1545, like in the first six months, we were looking at more like 10 hours a day. Um, and that's I think that kind of affected me now that I'm not in a leadership role. I'm not in a um, server that's in a state of, you know, uphill growth. Like, I, I don't want to say 1640 is not growing, but there's definitely more plateaus than early server time. Um, and I'm not participating in any of that. So now I can log in, do my dailies for a half hour, send my farmers out, and I'm done for the day. I can play a different game. I can play Rust. So, <laughs> um, you know, you can be a free-to-play. You can be a mid-spender. You can be a whale. And you could contribute to the server in so many different ways. It doesn't have to be your units. It doesn't have to be your money. It doesn't have to be 
your opinion, but it has to be one of those things. You have to contribute something, at least to be successful and to, you know, um, have your opinion be heard. Next of all, we have to discuss our farmers, right? So that's people that like to farm? Yeah, um, I mean, I kind of skipped over that because I think everyone knows what farmers are. Um, yeah. They, I don't. I mean, I really skipped over because I didn't really have much to say about it. Essentially, that's all they do, y'all. Not all they do, but that's what they mainly do. Just farm, set facilities, and obviously set facilities to your mix. So you got towers for your seas. I feel like that's all I do is farm. <laughs> no, no. I've, it, that's the thing, Tina, and that's why... When you applied to 1640, I had the whole group of you, you tree, everyone came over to 1640, um, and I didn't know you wanted to follow there, and I didn't know you were even interested in transferring at the time. When they told me that, you know, who applied, I literally said, they said, oh, Tina applied, and I said, okay, that's the best player in 1803. And <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't saying anything bad about me or Tree or Redbeard or any of those guys. Your contribution to a server is not only at the spending level or the politician level or the participation level. You're kind of a jack of all trades. You're doing it all, um, even trying to promote morale by sending people, you know, little dicky pictures. Um, you really want to make friends with the people you're playing with, where I think that Tree and I can be friendly with the people we're playing with, but we're not trying to make a real bond with them. You seem to go out of your way to try and make people feel welcome and make people feel wanted. And that's a bigger contribution than I could ever make to a server again because I did that in 1545 and I was bastardized for it. They they sent me out, basically. You're doing it and you're finding a lot of success with it and people like playing with you because of that. So um, you have a ton of value beyond farming. Oh, thank you. I think uh, it's the Pisces in me and the empath in me especially. Um, I... It's kind of like uh, I treat the game almost like a work environment to where, you know, I'm I'm in this game day in and day out with, with the same people. And, um, you know, you just have to uh, make friends with everybody. Sorry, my husband's walking in and out the door and it's being really loud. Um, you have like um, bells on your door? Yeah, we have bells on my door. Oh my uh, I was trying to teach my dogs to use the bells. Um when they have to go outside didn't work out very well, but I've got them on the back door for the imaginary burglars that might come through our house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're not imaginary. But... <laughs> They're Puerto Rican and pissed off. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, if I'm going to be in the game with the same people day in and day out all the time, you know, from every event to, uh, in the same alliance, you know, you want to make friends with those people, get to know who they are. Um, Oscar, um, who just joined our server, transferred over. Um, he's been waiting a long time to come and, and uh, transfer with me. 
when I became the R5 in that alliance, he was already in there, and he was super quiet and didn't do anything, didn't hit the world boss, didn't do woo. Um, but, you know, it just sometimes it takes that one conversation or several conversations to get them out of their shell and to, you know, make them feel comfortable and, and to see, you know, what they're about, what they want to do in the game, you know, how do they like it so far, and, and if they have any opinions or whatever. So um, I did... Um, make a lot of effort to reach out to people individually and to um, make them feel comfortable and make them, you know, enjoy the game because, you know, it's really heartbreaking when you see somebody that's, you know, building up and then all of a sudden they just quit because they just hate the politics or they hate the drama or they hate something in the game. And it's like, oh, well, if we had changed this one little easy thing, then, you know, the person could have stayed. So um, you nailed it, dude. Like, you're nailing it on all cylinders tonight. You're checking off all the lists. You <laughs> put the effort in to contact individual players that you don't even play with anymore in a completely different server to make sure that they went to a server where they felt welcomed, new friendly faces, and we're going to have a good time. And I think that's... We talk about all these roles that really apply to the game. Politicians, whales, whatever, whatever. Um... That's something that the three of us all have is when we left 1803, we essentially broke into two groups. We had a group that followed me to 1640 and a group that followed Bane to two or tree. Sorry, Bane tree um, followed tree <laughs> to two one one eight. And then we had this secondary group who follows Tina to 1640. We, for some reason, the three of us, and it's, it's, funny that we've all come together through many transfers and um just hap happen to come together like that um but the three of us seem to want the individual player to feel like they're cared about and i think that's how this podcast was even born we we'd want top war players and people who we play the game with to feel like they're not they're not just you know, how do I say this? Not just a player, but part of a community. And they're not being ignored, you know, because yeah. a lot of servers, server leaders, whatever, are ignoring the the average individual. They're listening to the popular opinion, even if it doesn't make sense. It could be complete bullshit. Um, we we tend the three of us anyway tend to have this clinging group of players who want to come with us because maybe we don't always have the popular thing to say or um, the popular way to play the game or uh, even the right way. Who knows? We're, we're making it up a lot of the time. But we care enough to about those individual players to share our opinions and to help them improve or at least try to improve. <laughs> yeah, try. I <laughs> I agree. I mean, I think that, you know, there's there's a lot of players out there that they started this game originally because, you know, for some uh, ad that Top War might have posted out there that it was going to be some merge game that never became a merge game. Mm. Uh, that was for me. I actually found the game because I was playing Merge Mansion and the ad for this game popped up and I was like, oh, cute little soldiers you get to merge together. So um, completely not that. <laughs> Can we just agree that um, Top War has won the Catfish Award of the Century? 
<laughs> they <No>. certainly have. <laughs> I'm about to switch to Merge Mansion. I know that. <laughs> because that's the game I wanted to play. Just yeah. broke a few tiles together. Like, I I was scrolling Facebook because I was bored of taking a shit one day, and this game pops up. Merge these tiles. Cool. Yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Instagram got me. About five mortgages, mortgages later, here I am. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's funny how the the adver- the advertisements, their whole marketing team is just a complete lie. Even with the Shaquille O'Neal thing, it was just like, what? No, don't get Shaq involved with this. <laughs> don't 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 pay him for a lie. But um, you know, it, it's whatever everybody's reason is to download this game and to start this new game, and you're like, wow, there's a bunch of people chatting from all the way around the world. This is amazing, and. Um, no matter who what what person's reason is to be part of this game i for me it's i want everyone to have a good experience with it um whether if you just want to farm or if you want to you know be a whale or if you want to be a politician um you know everybody can contribute to the game and it and uh it will benefit everybody um no matter what you do so I think it's important to kind of hone in with each person that you get to know and say, well, what are you, you know, what are you looking for in this game? Do you like to just mm. talk and chat and just be a 10 million CP or <laughs> do you want to grow and do you want to like be super strong? And if so, here's how you do it, you know, or if you do, if you want to be a mechanical master, here's how you do it. If you want to be a CE, here's how you do it. And with this podcast, you know, this is what we like to help people do is to figure out what your role is. And then how to get there. So that's what we're all three here for. Um, and we have other people and other Discord servers too that you can get those tutorials and all of that help um, as well. So um, hopefully we can continue to allow people to, to think about that and to continue to grow and, and uh, reach out. Yep. Yep. Spot on. Well, we're running a little long and I do... We have another role division to kind of tackle, and that's the leadership R4, R5 um, versus you know, R3 and below. But um, I think we have a lot to talk about in that area. Um, oh, yeah. So I think we want I think I want to push that on to another episode. Um, maybe not next week, but in a future episode. Um, I'm struggling not to cough, and I know you guys have heard me cough a couple times. I've actually muted it on the recording side and not my microphone side, so no one else can hear it except you. Um, and that's my fault. I've, I've been playing with the audio a little bit. but So um, gross. It's so gross, guys. Yep, so gross. I'm sorry. It's nasty. <laughs> but um, I think the things that we covered today are great information for anyone starting out new in top war um anyone trying to redevelop a server maybe maybe you've had a group move into a um like a reorganized server or a new merge or you just moved into a dead server you wanted to start fresh um there's there's a right way and a wrong way to do this and the division of labor and the expectations around participation and what rules are going to go into that um so I think, I think we've covered a lot of that. I do want to get back into the leadership versus R three and below, and why those roles are um, to really, for lack of a better term, be respected. Because 
I don't think anyone not in leadership understands really what's going on in leadership, especially in a good server. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe you're in a shitty server and your leaders are just there because they built the alliance first and everyone joined them. That that's you know, that probably happens more often than I realize. Um, but good servers, 1508, 1258, um, those leaders are pulling full-time hours to make sure your server is a good server. So I think that's a whole episode on its own. So I want to end this one here. And thank everyone for listening. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about how you can impact your server without actually opening your wallet. And we touched on a lot of that stuff today, but I think we can get deeper into it. I think we can answer a lot more questions on how you can be a really active and contributing free-to-play player in top war and in your server does that sound good sound good guys is that cool to cut it off early yeah and uh we've been recording for a long time (laughs) (laughs) and this podcast was brought to you by halls cough drops gosh dude i am what do i have i have vix formula 44 i don't even know what the 43 formulas (laughs) prior to this was but these ones are horrible they taste like complete Mm, it tastes like I'm chewing a menthol cigarette. Ooh. This is why Halls has multi flavors of Soothe and Breezers. Yeah. And Defense and Citrus, Berry, and Mint. You really are sponsored by them. <laughs> That's why I'm not sick and you two are. Dude, I feel like I'm <laughs> always sick. <laughs> These little greasy handed children running around. Petri dishes. My wife, my wife's like, why don't you make them wash their hands? I'm like, I don't even wash my hands. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. So note to self, don't visit Dickie. Don't act like you wash your hands, Tree. I do, actually. No. His hands are pretty. Have you seen his hands? They're gorgeous. Well, I'm going to go cough my face off. It was awesome talking to you guys, and I hope everyone listening enjoyed. We'll be back on next week. Catch y'all next time. Bye, guys. Bye.